0: And welcome back to your favorite sports podcast, All Good Points. I'm your host, Ricky Gray Jr. ESPN.com just put out their weekly power rankings, and I've got a couple issues with that list. So I'll be making my own top 10 and explaining why they're there. Moving on, the playoff picture is forming, and although nothing is set in stone... Now is a great time to take a look at the teams and how deep they could go. Next, I'm going to answer some questions that I was asked on Instagram and my email address, deliver some fantasy news, and make my picks for this week's games. Remember to rate and review all good points on your favorite podcast platform. It's all sports, all players, and all good points. Now let's get to it. Okay, so every week, websites have their own rankings for teams, whether it's called power rankings or or, um, like, random standings, whatever they call it. But, you know, ESPN.com, NFL.com, Yahoo, CBS, they all kind of resemble the same list. So what I'm going to do is actually rank my top 10, going from 10 to 1, and talk about how I think they're going to do for the rest of the season and the postseason if they get in. So coming in at number 10, I have the Seattle Seahawks, and ESPN.com has them ranked at number 10 as well, which I think is right. But for me, Seattle is heating up at the right time in order for them to squeeze into the playoffs. They've They've kind of, so Seattle's interesting. I'm just going to talk about Seattle for a second, but Seattle is interesting because they have this kind of late season surge where it's the back half of the season. They win a couple of games and kind of get their way into the playoffs. So that's kind of what I see them doing now. But they do, however, have a tough time playing big name teams. They played the Bears, the Rams twice, and the Chargers, who have all handed them losses. Like, They haven't been able to beat these big guys, but on the other hand, they have grinded out two wins in a row against Green Bay and Carolina. So they're showing a whole lot of moxie, which is what I like to see. Like, I'm a big moxie and grit guy. That's what I like to see. So Seattle at number 10, that's kind of what I have going there. I do think that they could make a good push to the playoffs. Do I think that they do well in the playoffs? No, only because that Legion of Boom is gone. You know, if their defense was a little bit more solid, I'd say, yeah, they have a good chance to to go deep into the playoffs, maybe not get to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl or anything like that. But they have a good chance to go into the playoffs a little bit deeper if they had a better defense, which right now they don't. Hopefully over time, they actually build that up a little bit. But speaking of defenses coming in at number nine, I have the Minnesota Vikings. ESPN.com also has them ranked at number nine. But here's why they're my number nine. The Vikings have one of the hardest schedules remaining this season. And if they had an easier schedule coming up, I'd probably rank them a little bit higher because of, you know, the way that they could perform in those games. But they have to play the Patriots, the Seahawks, and the Bears. Unfortunately, they're going to need to win at least two of those games, which isn't necessarily unrealistic. But the Vikings have kind of been hot and cold as far as offense goes, you know, and what a very shaky offensive line. They're going to have their work cut out for them with the remaining schedule. But the team has a lot of tenacity and grit and the defense has been showing up in in dividends recently, shutting down teams that are normally high-powered scoring teams. They've been kind of getting their getting their bearings together instead of, you know, instead of relying on the offense to to score points consistently, Minnesota's been been doing a good job as far as their defense goes, creating turnovers, creating stops, and giving their, their offense a chance to put points on the board. Now, they still have an issue with kicking field goals. That's one of the things that's going to come back to bite Minnesota in the butt yet again. They've been in the playoffs before. They've had chances to win playoff games before. What happened? Blair Walsh, twenty, I think it was 24 yards out, completely shanked it. Those kind of things continue to come back and haunt Minnesota. They have not had a... They haven't had a solid kicker. Although I'd go all the way back to like Morton Anderson. And he was, like, he was like the start of the bad kicking thing because they could have won a Super Bowl and they didn't due to a missed field goal. So that's kind of one of the things that is haunting them and they can't really get over. But let's talk about some things that they do good. Dalvin and Latavius, they've both been... Having a lot more success on the ground in this back half of the season, they're starting to be a lot more, uh, a lot better run blocking, um, which is something that they're really going to need to do. Another thing that they're going to need to do is use Amir Abdullah. They picked him up from the Lions. The Lions let him go. They picked him up. He's got to be used on special teams. I think. I think he needs to come in, maybe run some plays out of the backfield and stuff like that. We saw a little bit of a glimpse of him against um, against Green Bay, but they need to use him more and more often because he gives a complete different dimension to the offense. You know, uh, Daniel Hunter, another highlight of Minnesota's defense, 11 and a half sacks. The guy is, he's an absolute freak of nature. And I mean that in the most positive way, like he is one of those guys that if you stand next to him, regardless of, how big you think you are, you are going to be dwarfed next to this guy. This guy is dedicating his life to being one of the best pass rushers in the league. And he's already on his way to do that. He's second, I believe, second in the league in sacks behind Aaron Donald. Um, and he just keeps getting better. You know, it, it was the same thing last year. We were talking about Daniil Hunter. And again, this year, we're talking about Daniil Hunter. He is emerging as a dominant force as far as pass rushing goes and run stopping. He's a great run stopper too. Um, last point for them is Kirk Cousins. When when Kirk Cousins is hot, he's scorching hot. You cannot stop him. And when he's cold, he's cold. There's a little bit of a consistency thing there. But if Kirk can remain consistent and if he can remain hot and and get going early, The Minnesota Vikings are going to be a hard team to beat, just like they were last year. They aren't as dominant as they were last year, but they had a little bit more of a simplified schedule. So we're not really going to get too much into what they were last year versus what they are this year, because at the end of the day, the Vikings are a completely different team this year than they were last year. It's a completely different offensive coordinator, so new offensive schemes and things like that. They're still adjusting. Minnesota in the playoffs, though... um, I could see them winning the wild card game and probably losing the divisional game. I don't see them making this run to the NFC Championship game, winning and going on to play in the Super Bowl. I just, I don't see that happening with where they're at right now. So coming in at number 8, I got the Houston Texans. This is also ESPN.com's number 8. Now, here's why... I think Houston is at number eight. The Texans are rolling, okay? They had a big win over an AFC South rival, the Tennessee Titans. They made it eight straight wins. They've got a lot of offensive weapons with the addition of uh, Demarius Thomas and Kiki Kuti is showing up when he's needed. But they still need a couple of wins to solidify themselves, mainly against the Browns, the Colts, and the Eagles. If this team stays hot, I would take them as my dark horse of the AFC. The, The... the dark horse for me is like somebody that actually goes all the way to the AFC Championship game that nobody was thinking was going to be able to do that. Now, a couple of good points for them. They have J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney, and J.J. Watt has stayed healthy for the most part of the season. Lamar Lamar Miller has this big play capability. He broke his own record with a, I believe, 97-yard run this weekend um, or on Monday against Tennessee. Um that was just it was bad tackling and bad defense by Tennessee, but that's neither here nor there. Big playability. Um receiving trio, okay, Kiki Kuti, Demarius Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins. Those are three wide receivers that you have to pay attention to. It's kind of I, I kind of see it as being like similar to Atlanta with um Julio Jones, Mohammed Sanu, and Calvin Ridley. Like it's almost that same kind of base. You have the big guy, you have the speedster, you kind of have the guy with the sure hands, like that's kind of what Houston has going for them as far as their receiving trio. And then above all, if you're a defense, you have to contain Deshaun Watson. Look at that run that he broke against Tennessee. If you want to go look that up for a second, I'll pause. So if you look that up and you see the the way that this guy's vision works, he's a running back, a quarterback, and he could probably catch the ball too if he really wanted to. Like Deshaun Watson is really a complete package, and although you cannot run forever as a quarterback in this league due to injuries and things like that, it still shows that Deshaun Watson has that speed. Even with that, that crazy injury that he had last year, he still is putting burners on people. The guy is so fast, he's so hard to contain, and every defense has to plan for that. Houston in the playoffs, I could see them going as deep as the AFC Championship game. That's just me. Maybe you think differently, but as, for, as as my brain goes, you can look at the people in the AFC and you can just try to tell me what defense, okay, what defense is going to be able to contain all of those people. Now, if they have an off day and they lose a game because of that, that's one thing. But if we look at it from a perspective output or a, a perspective outlook, what defense is going to be able to stop all of those weapons that's in the AFC, Okay. Speaking of the AFC, at number seven, I have the LA Chargers. ESPN has them at number five. Now, here's, I'm just going to tell you something really quick about ESPN's number five ranking as far as this goes. I think that's bogus. Now, the reason that I've moved the Chargers back from their ESPN rating is due to, one, the loss loss of, of Melvin Gordon and their inability to beat the Chiefs, who they've lost eight straight games to, okay? They haven't beat the Chiefs in eight games. Now, they really impressed me with their win over the Seahawks, but the rest of the teams that they've beat have mostly losing records. They have not beat anybody. Show me that you can beat somebody, and then I'll believe you. I'll, I'll go ahead and believe you. If, if you can beat somebody big, then I'll say, okay, you know what, I'll move you up a little bit. But I'll be able to see if they can beat a big-name team when they play the Steelers this week. If they take that one, then maybe I'll move them up a little bit more. As far as the playoffs go... Um, if they went in right now, I actually think they would squeak in um not as a I don't think they'll actually get a buy, but if they do, then whoever they play next they would lose to now, if they had to play a wild card team, if they end up as like a uh a fourth or a um a third or a fourth seed. If they did that, I'd probably say they would win that game, but then go on to lose the divisional. That's just kind of where I see the Chargers. Just because they haven't beat anybody that I've been like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a notable win, you know. Even with the Seahawks, I still think they haven't had like a notable win. We'll see how they play this week against the Steelers. Now, speaking of the Steelers, at number six, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. ESPN.com has them at number seven. Don't really understand that, but. I can kind of pick up what they're putting down because the Steelers have been lackluster at times. They've lost to the Ravens, the Broncos, they tied the Browns, and they lost to the Chiefs. I understand losing to the Chiefs is not something to be distraught about. That's a great team. A lot of teams are going to lose to them. That's just the way that it is. Um, But they do have three very hard games left in their schedule. They have to play the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Saints. They could easily end up 9-6-1 and one with those three losses. That's just reality. One, because their offense is very, very streaky at times. They put up 52 points against the Panthers and then only 17 against the Broncos. I mean, what happened there? As far as playoffs go, um, divisional round at the most, because I don't see them getting any further than that. Number five, this one's a fun one. The Chicago Bears now I know the people that love Minnesota that listen to my podcast is probably upset that I put the Chicago Bears ahead of the Minnesota Vikings but they did beat the Minnesota Vikings you have to take that into effect they have a great offense their defense is their defense is so stout it's scary okay but ESPN has them ranked at number six um, but they do have a very rough schedule coming up they have to play the Rams the Packers again and the Vikings again they've already lost to the Packers Um, That was their first game of the season. But this is also a completely different Bears team with a nasty defense and an offense that is kind of holding up its side of the bargain. You've got uh, Mitchell Trubisky. He's playing great. Khalil Mack, that was the best addition that they could have made. Him and Akeem Hicks on the line is just nasty. And Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller have nine total interceptions. These guys are on their way to their first NFC North title since 2010. You cannot downplay how big how big this remaining schedule is for the Chicago Bears. They want to finish and they want to finish like today. Like if they could end the season today, they'd probably do it just so they could get an NFC North title. As far as going into the playoffs, I could see them I could see them winning like the wild card round against whoever they play if they end up in one of those spots. Now if they end up as like a second seed, which I mean, maybe it won't happen, but if they ended up as a second seed, they'd get the bye. Um, but I think if they went on to play the Rams or the Saints, regardless of whoever they play, I actually think they would lose to them just because that defense might not be able to stifle both of those teams. Now, speaking of our moving on to number four, we have the Patriots. Okay, the Patriots are ranked number four on ESPN.com. Um, I almost wanted to move the Patriots back to number five because of that loss to the Titans that they had a couple weeks ago. But I thought about the way that they heat up around this time of the year. Like, New England gets hot right about now. And with that coaching staff, I mean, you can't doubt them, okay? You just can't. Now, they've got two really tough games. They have to play the Vikings and the Steelers. Now, if they beat the Vikings... My respect for the Patriots is just going to go way up because they're playing a defense that is so stingy as far as points go. You know, maybe the offense doesn't show up at times, but the defense does well pretty often, okay? Now, Patriots as far as playoff goes. Look, I'd be lying to you guys if I told you that I didn't think the Patriots were going to the Super Bowl this year. I would be lying. I am not a liar, so I'm going to tell you I think the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl this year. That's just the way that I feel that's the way that i felt ever since the beginning of the season even with their losses to tennessee i i don't i don't see them not being in the super bowl this year um coming in at number 3 another team that i think will go to the afc championship game and lose to the patriots is the kansas city chiefs uh espn.com has them ranked at number 3 as well they are a team that, have, that has disappointed people in the playoffs. Um, this is a new team because of Patrick Mahomes. Um, so they are something special, but they have a very favorable end-of-the-year schedule. And I think that might soften them up when it comes time to like play the more serious teams when it gets to the AFC Divisional Playoffs and things like that, because... I really only think that they're going to be a second seed, you know, at least. At minimum, they're going to be a second seed, so they're going to get a first round bye. So when the divisional rolls around, I think they might be softened up a little bit. Um, But I do see them going to the AFC Championship game, losing there to the Patriots, the Patriots moving on, and the Chiefs going back to the drawing board. Coming in at number two, the team that I think is actually going to play New England in the Super Bowl is the New Orleans Saints. ESPN.com has them ranked at number one. I'm not going to say that I don't understand that because they did beat my number one team. But at the same time, the reason that they aren't is that they really only have two notable wins and one's against the Vikings and one's against the Rams. But they also have a difficult schedule going forward. They have to play the Cowboys, Bucks, Panthers, uh, Steelers, and then Panthers again. Sorry. So at some point, they could lose a couple of these games and with the way that that offense uh works if they get stifled or if they get down early i just don't see them making that like rams kind of comeback to win a game i just don't i, I don't see it maybe i'm wrong but i just don't see it um, number 1 speaking of the rams I have the L.A. Rams. Now, you you might be saying, well, why do you have the Rams at number one if you don't think the Saints, or if you think the Saints are going to beat them and move on into the Super Bowl? I have the L.A. Rams as my number one right now, as of right now. I think they're a stronger team than the Saints, but they aren't experienced enough. You know, they did beat some big teams like the Chargers, Vikings, and the Seahawks twice, and they beat the Chiefs, Um, and they're, but their remaining schedule isn't very easy. They have to play the Bears. Um, The Eagles might give them a little bit of trouble. But at the same time, this is a team that I just feel is a little bit too green for the playoffs, which is why I say that the Saints would end up beating them. It's not because they're not a good team. It's not because they're not a great team. It's not because they, they don't have great coaching or anything like that. It's just because they're a little bit too green for the playoffs. That's that's all I'm going to say as far as that goes. That is my top 10. Now it's time to take a look at the playoff picture if the playoffs started today. So if the playoffs started today in the AFC, number one seed would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two seed would be New England. Number three would be Houston. Number four, you got Pittsburgh. Number five, you got the Chargers. Number six, you got the Ravens. Okay, so that's if it ended today. This is AFC. Um so Houston would have to play the Ravens. Um, that that would be a very interesting game to watch. Very, very interesting game to watch. Depending on whether Lamar Jackson or Joe Flacco started, it would be kind of interesting to see how Lamar deals with J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney. Joe Flacco, obviously the more experienced one. I, I'd say if Lamar is starting, the Ravens lose. If Joe is starting, I, I could see the Ravens winning that game. 4-5, uh, and five, Pittsburgh versus the Chargers. That's kind of it's kind of hard easy. That's an that's a that's a word I'm gonna use. Hard easy. Um The Chargers could win that game if they get Melvin Gordon back. But if they don't get Melvin Gordon back and they have to deal with see, that's the other thing. What corner is gonna cover Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster? Like Yeah, so so I would take Pittsburgh in that. I would take Pittsburgh to move on from there. Um in the NFC You've got the Saints at number one, the Rams at number two, the Bears at number three, Cowboys at number four, Vikings at number five, and Redskins at number six. So the Bears would play the Redskins. The Bears would cream the Redskins. That would, that would yeah, that wouldn't be fun to watch. Um, and then the Cowboys would probably lose to the Vikings. I could see the Cowboys losing to the Vikings. So I would say Vikings and Bears move on from that um the rams would end up playing the bears i think the i think the rams would actually beat the bears in that vikings would play the saints again vikings would beat the saints that time and then it'd be vikings rams that's that is interesting that is interesting so if the vikings play the saints again i i could see the vikings beating the saints going on to play the rams and yeah going on to play the rams and actually yeah, I would I would see the Vikings losing to the Rams in the um in that in that game. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. Now on the other side, if the Ravens move forward, they would have to play Kansas City. Um the Ravens would lose to Kansas City. If the Chargers move forward, they they would have to play New England. They would lose to New England. If Pittsburgh moved forward, they would have to play New England they would lose to New England. Now right there you can see the difference between the AFC and the NFC. The AFC is clear cut. The number 1 and 2 seed are the two people that are going to be they're they're going to be the people in the AFC championship. And the NFC, there's a bunch of teams that are from, you know, the 3 seed all the way down to the to the 5th seed that have a chance to actually dethrone those guys and work their uh, work their way into a into a championship game, which is interesting. It's kind of interesting to look at on paper when you're actually staring at it going, okay, well, if this happens, then this team would lose. Like it's, I always tell people to print off a bracket and just take a look at it because sometimes you looking at it, you can actually you can actually come up with a bunch of different like outcomes in your head and it kind of gets crazy. In um, the hunt for the AFC, you got the Colts and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are at five and six. The Dolphins aren't getting in. Uh, the Colts might get in but it would it would it would have they would need a lot of help they would need a lot of help to get in on the other side though um the seahawks could easily get into the sixth seed um because the redskins might actually just lose out the panthers they would need a lot more help um than the seahawks would so i would I would say the seahawks probably end up inching their way into that sixth seed and then that n f c even gets more convoluted because the bears would have to play the seahawks and that, that game could really go either way. That's the, that's the fun thing about that. Um, moving on, let's get to our uh, question and answering period. I pulled questions from Instagram and my email. We're going to answer those. I was super excited to do this because I was really excited to hear some people's like questions about things. I, just, I love questions. So let's move on to that. Okay, so question number one um, was, do I think that the Vikings are going to win their division? Man, um if the Vikings want to win their division, they'd have to win out. And with the games against the Patriots and the Seahawks being a tough one, they also have to play the Bears again. I don't see them I don't see them winning out. As much as a, a Viking fan as I am, I don't see them winning out. But when Green Bay won their Super Bowl, they did not win the division, if I remember correctly. So there's a little bit of hope for you. Um next question was from Isaiah Caddy. He asked, Will the Chiefs go 14 and 2? Man, um No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I see the Chiefs going 13 and 3. Uh will the Bears make it in the playoffs along with the Vikings? Yeah. Um, the Bears are going to get into the playoffs, um, mainly because the worst they could drop to really would be um, probably second in the division anyways, even if the Vikings went out and and win the division somehow. They would be second, so they would get into the playoffs because they'll have the best record. Um, last but not least, we had a really fun MLB question. Uh, for the MLB free agency, would I take Bumgarner or Goldsmith? Uh, Bumgarner, for the people that don't know, he is the pitcher for the Giants currently. Um, and Goldschmidt is the uh, first baseman for Arizona. So I have to take that as like if I were a coach or a GM of a team. And I'll just pick my my favorite uh, current baseball team is um, the Minnesota Twins. So I would have to go Bumgardner, Um only because, only because I'm big on pitching. Now, Goldschmidt is great. You know, he hit 33 home runs last year. I mean, the, you want that kind of... You want that kind of firepower on your in your lineup. Um but I'm a big pitching guy. You know, Bumgarner had 109 strikeouts and you just don't find that too often. I think he's a great pitcher, so I would have to go uh Bumgarner. So, that was our question and answering portion. This is something that I'm going to do every single week. Starting when I post this episode, I'm going to collect questions from you guys. Through the whole week so we'll have more questions and more questions and more questions I love answering them I love doing uh, like some critical thinking like on the fly and stuff like that so we're going to continue to do that but let's finish this off with our fantasy news of the week and Rick's picks so you know I got to start off my fantasy news of the week with my top performers coming in at number one Christian McCaffrey Boy came in with 46.7 points. He had a huge game, over 237 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. The kid is nasty, okay? Number two, Amari Cooper, um, 38 points. He He's finally at a team where he's going to get the attention that he deserves. Eight receptions, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Broke a couple runs. It was just nasty. That boy's getting off. He was talking about getting passes from um, Dak Prescott, and he says, it's just one of the most catchable balls that he's gotten thrown to him. So it's, it's really good to see Amari back in the spotlight where people are talking about him. Uh, number three, another wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, such a hard name to pronounce, uh, 37.9 points. If you double AB, Juju is going to burn you. He had 13 receptions, 189 yards, and one touchdown. The boy can fly so you can throw a slant to him and he can bust it for like 60 yards that's just how fast he is you know so you have to you have to plan for that number 4 uh, Saquon Barkley 33.2 points 13 rushes 101 yards and one touchdown he had seven receptions 41 yards and one touchdown this guy can run it downhill he can run he can run tosses he can catch it out of the backfield there is nothing that Barkley cannot do it's it's amazing, and it's great to see this kid just going off, coming from Penn State. He just—he's such a—he's such an a, an outstanding, an outstanding—that's the word I was looking for—outstanding player to watch. Um, waiver wire pickups. Uh, I don't have a lot. Number one, Colt McCoy. His own percentage is three point one. He threw three interceptions against Dallas. Dallas has a good defense, um, so he was rushed a lot, but he still had a 15-point game, and he could do even better this week against Philly. Frank Gore, his own percentage is at 33.1. He is a solid fill for a bye week or an injured player like Melvin Gordon, so maybe check to see if he's available. Last but not least, David Moore. He's a wide receiver for Seattle. His own percentage is at 6.8. He's got big playability, and he is a solid target for Russ, so he gets a lot of looks. So now let's do it with our picks of the week. We gotta go to that. Go, we gotta go to the picks of the week, okay? Um, Saints versus Cowboys. This is a fun upset. I'm taking the Cowboys. I actually think the Cowboys can beat the Saints. It'd be interesting to see it see it happen. Um, the Cowboys are at home, so if the Cowboys get that game, they're pushing that spot for them staying in a play in the playoffs, or in the playoff picture, I should say. Um, Ravens over the Falcons. Lamar Jackson is starting. The Falcons just are not the Falcons anymore. It's so strange to see. Panthers over the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers don't know even who's going to be playing at quarterback. So eh, forget the Buccaneers. Um, So I got to take the Panthers. Bears over the Giants. That's kind of obvious. Bears over the Giants. Dolphins over the Bills. Uh, The Bills actually have a chance to win that game. It's kind of interesting. But I I am going to take the Dolphins just because I think that the Dolphins are due for a dub. Colts over the Jaguars. The Jaguars, their defense is all kinds of scrambled. Um, So, yeah, Andrew Luck is heating up at the right time. So I kind of see the Colts taking that game. I'm taking the Browns over the Texans. That's another upset for you. I love the Browns. I'm not going to lie to you guys, okay? I love the Browns. I'm sold, okay? Baker Mayfield, David Njoku, um, Nick Chubb, it's a nasty team, okay? On defense, they got a lot of stout players, so... Just, just, I mean, just listen, okay? People didn't think that the Browns were going to beat a lot of people, okay? So let's let's just put that into perspective. The Browns have beat some people now, so there's a chance they could beat the Texans. I'm taking the Broncos over the Bengals. The Broncos are playing great. Um, the Bengals are not playing great. So yeah, Rams over the Lions. Uh, Matthew Stafford still getting used to playing. I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going on with Matthew Stafford right now, but I have to take the Rams. Uh, Packers over the Cardinals. It'd be interesting to see if the Cardinals could pull out a win there and kind of shut Aaron, Rodger, uh, Aaron Rodgers down. Um, but I just don't see that happening. Chiefs over the Raiders. It's kind of an obvious one. Titans over the Jets. The Titans just got just bushwhacked um, by Houston. So hopefully they win. Hopefully they build a little bit of confidence with this game um Seahawks over the 49ers the Seahawks are they're playing strong Russ is playing good they're finding weapons they're they're doing a really good job uh Patriots over the Vikings I know my Vikings fans are are gonna probably try to hang me for that but um that's a tough game to win because you are you are playing in New England so yeah not a good idea um Chargers over the Steelers. I I know I was kind of harping on the Chargers earlier, but I just, I kind of think that they're going to pull out that game, push a little bit further ahead. The Steelers, I don't know, they're so streaky. You know, they're just so streaky. they just lost that game against the Broncos and only scored 17 points. It's just, I can't, I can't take the Steelers seriously right now. Um, and if the Chargers do win, they'll be moving up in my power rankings. Last but not least, I got to take the Eagles over the Redskins. Um, Colt McCoy, could have a he could have a good game, um, but I think at the end of the day, the Eagles are going to be able to squeak that one out on a Monday night, especially at home. It's just, that's such a hard team to play at home already um, with your starting quarterback being out for... I mean, that's, that's another thing. We don't know how long Alex Smith is going to be out for. Alex Smith might not ever play again with that injury. Um, so it's kind of sad to say, but uh, we'll see what happens. But I just, I don't see... I don't see Washington winning that game. Um, That concludes my picks of the week, which also concludes my episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Please send me questions to answer on our next question and answering period. Um, You can send it to my email at allgoodpointspodcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram, Podcast. Um, I appreciate all the support, all the love, all the enthusiasm and things like that. You guys have a great sports weekend. Make sure to use Thrive Fantasy when you're setting your lineup so you can win some big bucks. I will see you next week. I'm Ricky Gray Jr. and I am out. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts.